What is up, everybody? Welcome back. My name is Chad Brock. I am Zach Bailiff. You guys are watching or listening to the Orion Podcast. Stay tuned. world you gotta turn it on there we go there we go i thought maybe the batteries were dead (laughs) i've got more kim bought a bunch of batteries over the weekend so we're good (laughs) welcome back everybody welcome back to the orion podcast man it is good to be back it's good to be talking about outdoorsy things the cooler podcast telling cooler stories even cooler stories brought to you by none other than Orion Coolers. Check us out. Just lowered our prices. JacksonKayak.com. Um, Jackson Kayak. Yeah. Orion Coolers is powered by Jackson Kayak. And now announcing. New announcement. Special announcement. Ooh. Basco. Basco. Basco Fishing. Check them out. Ooh. BascoFishing.com. Get your shirt. They make custom shirts. They make regular everyday shirts. And they got some pretty good looking stuff. So uh, check out Basco. Hit them up. Let them know the Orion podcast sent you. <sighs> House cleaning is done, man. How are you? We didn't. Good. We've been so, we've both been so busy. We, we haven't yeah. had much time to talk. No, we've been running around like chickens with a head cut off. Uh, finally got in a tree this weekend. First yeah. time I've ever hunted deer in September. Yeah. And you was like in somebody's backyard from the pictures that you sent. Basically. Yeah. It was a. Uh, a little housing development there and uh just north of pittsburgh we'll call it and uh yeah it was it was different so that's the only unit in the state at least close to me that opens up this early in the year so it opened september 17th and we got out had a good morning saw probably six or seven does groundhog fat raccoon and uh i should have had one in the truck but you know how it is Knocking the rust off first time of the year. I got busted getting a bow off the hook. So such is life. It was good to good to have does at 20 yards. So well, it's a long season, man, and more opportunities are uh, they're on the way. Yep. Yep. With every rep, you get a little bit better. So absolutely. For myself, <clears throat> it was uh fish back fishing, the old uh, USA Bassin uh big boat tournament. Yeah. Took on the uh, took on the big waters of the luxurious Lake Monroe. Um, 
100 plus boat tournament ended up qualifying <laughs> for the usa bass and classic on the first go don't have to fish two regionals made it nice. so the cabin is uh, as of monday is officially rented at pickwick and we are headed to pickwick in may so stoked go. about that ready to get back down on the tennessee river make some long cast with the old ball and chain carolina rig and see if we can't catch yeah. a few biggins yeah, that'll be good it's there's good smallmouth in pickwick too so maybe i'll get lucky as lucky get as a I'm, few get a few pointers from tonight's guest yeah well maybe i get as lucky as tonight's guest so tonight's guest he is a very well accomplished very well educated very well spoken angler that is on his way to 30,000 catches. That's hard to fathom. Myself, I don't keep count. Never, I never have, mainly because my brain runs at 190 miles an hour. So <laughs> it makes it very hard for me to keep count. I remember a lot of things, but I can't keep count. I'm just terrible at it. Some days I can't even keep count. Um, no, you're the same way. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so yeah. without further ado, tonight's special guest, one, Mr. Bill Schultz. Hey, thanks, guys. Great to be with you. <laughs> thank you for joining us, Bill. There we go. Now we got you in the right block. Yeah, thanks for being here. So uh, so what are you up to today, Bill, besides doing the Orion podcast? Well, I drove back from southwest Wisconsin, where I've been the last two days, fished about three and a half, four hours each day, and uh, added 106 smallmouth to my uh, my total. Uh, that ain't a bad couple days. Yeah. No, not and, at all. Uh, yeah, today was a little, as I mentioned, a little tougher, 90 degrees and uh, waders, you know, some Columbia pants underneath, two shirts and a vest. And that last hill I had to climb, uh, that wasn't fun. But it was a fun day with, uh, you know, obviously a lot of little fish on the small rivers. But the last two days there were uh, a few two and a half pounders and, and, and others that were close to that. So uh, it was a lot of fun. That's awesome, man. That is good to hear. So I don't know if I could drink enough water wearing that many clothes in 90 degree heat. <laughs> no, that'd be a lot of clothes in 90 degree heat. The water's probably what's the cold part. Yeah. Um, so well, all the, as I mentioned, it was the refreshing part of it because all those cows on those pastures that I walked through, most of them were standing in the water watching me. <laughs> so you had good company. Uh, it's fun. It's fun. Um, so let's let's kind of backtrack a little bit before we talk about getting into the 30,000 fish and some of your tips and tricks that you have for us tonight. Um, I would love to hear, Bill, about how you got started in fishing. That's one of the things that we like to tell here on the Orion podcast. We like to hear everybody's backstory. And I want to ask you those same questions. Like, how did how did you go from a swimmer in college to being um, the fisherman that you are today? Well, like a lot of people, um, my grandfather, who was a uh, big time circus performer, and then moved back to Manitowoc, Wisconsin, when he was in his early 40s and married. My dad was born. And, and, and my grandfather and my dad fished in Manitowoc, Wisconsin. And, um, you know, early on, you know, four or five years old, six years old, you know, I fished a little bit with my grandfather before he passed. And then uh, my dad in Madison, Wisconsin, you know, we packed two, three, you know, I had three brothers and a sister. And Lake Mendota was known for perch. And, you know, we do that. So, you know, through my, you know, grade school years and even in high school, you know, we go to Canada every once in a while. 
And even I know once when I was swimming at Wisconsin, you know, my youngest brother and I and my dad went to Canada. And then things, you get away from it. Uh, for me, um, you know, swimming was all I could do well enough to swim at a Big Ten university. Uh, I actually uh, spent and had still spend um, my time, you know, playing racquetball, which I'm probably one of the few players in the United States that's played in seven decades. And um, so I went from swimming to racquetball, which kept me very busy. But uh, going to a brother-in-law's dad's resort in Hayward, Wisconsin in 1991, sitting in a little boat with a small engine, the bug bit me again. So that winter I bought, Becky and I bought our first fishing boat, a 16 and a half foot uh, boat with a 90 horsepower engine. And I began fishing. And, you know, you joked about keeping track. And I, I wrote an article a couple of years ago for Badger Sportsman on keeping a fishing log. And I did it somewhat tongue in cheek because I, I joked about my dad ran the YMCA's in Madison and I'd see all the big weightlifters in the gym keeping track in their little loose leaf of their workouts. And when I swam at Wisconsin, I kept track of the yards every practice. I keep track in my head and I'd add it to a three by five card in my wallet back before computers. And then with the racquetball, just, you know, I kind of kept little log simple, the date who I played scores and a few notes. So obviously when I started playing, you know, fishing in 92, I just continued. I started off keeping a log. And to be honest with you, I'm really happy I did because that's, you know, how I can tell you that in May of 94, I caught my first smallmouth bass. Over the next four years, I caught about 600. And then I got a little more serious in 1998. And um, I'm sitting at 29,700 and something uh, right now. And um, I like to joke that I, you know, that's how I started. Now that I'm older, hey, keeping track of those fish every day, that's really good for my mind. So hopefully oh, that will keep me, uh, you know, you know, sharp as I continue to get older. But that's what, you know, it's fun for me. That's my competition. I don't, I don't fish tournaments. Um, I love smallmouth bass. Uh, my goal starting in about 2000 was always 1,000 a year. And you're, most years I'd make it. Um, my best year before last year was 2007, just over 2000. Uh, last year I hit just um, just under 2600. And um, I guess I didn't, the numbers, when I approached 20,000 in June of 2017, that's when I started thinking about it. In fact, I remember stopping fishing on a river with two fish to go, heading to Sturgeon Bay, hoping that 20,000 would be a picture fish. And up there for me, a picture fish is four pounds or bigger. And I was very fortunate. Uh, one of the lures I'm going to show you, it was four and a half pounds. And, um, and the same thing happened uh, last year, where on August 2nd, I stopped fishing on one of my rivers in southeast Wisconsin, needing two smallies to hit 25,000. On August 4th, again, in the Sturgeon Bay area on the Lake Michigan side, very slow day, but to my good fortune, number 25,000 was four and a half pounds. Well, that was August 4th last year at 25,000. And, and shockingly, in about 14 months, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be hitting, having a 5,000 increase to where I'm sitting 297 away from 30,000. And my goal is 
to get within four or five in my waders. And then whether I'm in my uh, Kusa FD, Jackson Kusa FD, which I, I have up in Sturgeon Bay or my, my Yarcraft, um, I'd like to hopefully have a chance at a, a little bigger fish for 30,000. But it could still be just two pounds, but I'm hoping it's maybe four or five, who knows. Now, talking about taking notes and different things, I know a lot of anglers take notes in, in different ways. Um, let's kind of go through some of the notes that you take um, that have helped you through all these years. I mean, because you probably look back at them a lot to see different weather patterns and the different things that go on. So what are some water of the things? Conditions and, yeah. yeah, water conditions. What are some of the things that go into your notes as you take these trips out? Okay, guys, it, here we go with the uh, kiss. Keep it simple, Schultz. I don't make many notes. My log, are they're super simple, like today. There's the date. There's the river I fished. There's a fact that I fished for three and a half hours. And there's a fact that I caught 56 smallmouth with a two and a half pounder and a couple two pounders. When I'm on the small rivers, I, I keep track of two pounds and bigger. When I'm on the big water, it's got to be four pounds or bigger. So that that's it. I do go back from time to time, like before this podcast, I just for fun, I want to say, when was my first outing on a small river? Well, it was August 7th, 1994, on the river I was on today. So I, that's about what I do. I have a pretty good, when you're, when you're on a similar type of water, small rivers or Sturgeon Bay, Door County, where I've fished since 1995, seven, 800 days on the water up there, I have a pretty good feel for things. So for me, it's, and, and because I don't use many lures, which we're going to talk about, it makes it real simple for me. Um, I, I have musky friends that are in, like me on the St. Croix Pro Staff um, uh, that, that keep elaborate, you know, it's this side of the full moon, it's that side of the full moon. The water temp was 48 degrees. I used a big freaking MEP spinner and, you know, things like that. Um, I'm the farthest thing away from that. Uh, I don't fault that, but it, it would take a little more of my time than I want. And that's sort of like, I, I love seeing videos, but if all I did was sit in my, my kayak or in my boat or my waders with a thing on my head and did uh, videos, that would take away from my fishing time. So I don't, my, my, I keep the logs. The logs are more related to date, where I'm at, how many hours I fish, am I in waders, am I in a boat, or am I in a, a kayak, and how many smallies. So pretty simple. Wow. That's, that's definitely interesting. I didn't know. Although, you... Guys, I have to say, I gotta, I gotta grab something. Um, <laughs> only because I will tell you that um, about 20 years ago, I began using Rick Taylor's uh, Astro tables and his calendars. Mm -hmm. and, and I did an article with Rick a couple of years ago. Rick is not just the best. He's like many steps above anyone else. His software is patented to how he puts these together. So I typically, this is just the little one, but I'm typically on the water, not so much the rivers, but when I'm on 
the big waters of Green Bay or, 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 or Lake Michigan, typically, if you look at his calendar and the simple thing is his scale is a zero to 100, 50 and above is good. I'm typically on the water up there when it's in the upper 40s or, or better. Um, rivers aren't as critical. I don't think it makes as big a difference. Today was like a 43 and it was a great day. Um, I've had 100 plus days when the rating has been lousy. So I do follow the moon phase, solar lunar tables that Rick puts together. Just, I, I started it because when I was working, if I had to pick a week in May, and this week is a 50 to a 90 down to a 50, and the next week is a 20 up to a 50 down to a 20, all things being equal, I'm going to grab the week that's got potentially more active fish. And, and, and Zach, you talked about hunting. These are hunting and fishing tables. So same thing with, you know, the big deer. When are they mm -hmm. moving? When are they more active? Yeah, yeah. We pay a lot of attention to, you know, obviously full moon, full moon nights. Uh, the red moon each month is a big one, you know, for us when the rut's approaching and things of that nature. I, I will tell you in Rick's book, this is funny. I mean, Rick's book, which he wrote several years ago, it's a good book, 100 pages. Before I did the article, I read it. And, and Rick noted he had never, ever rated a day a 100. And I emailed him. I go, Rick, can you go back to like year 2000 and check like June 30th? And he got back to me and he goes, yeah, Bill, I, I wrote the book, you know, I, I, I know that. Yeah, one day in 20 years was a 100. And I was in Sturgeon Bay on Green Bay fishing with something that I don't fish up there anymore, but this was years ago. This is a phenomenal river lure, the little rebel teeny wee crawfish. But I was on the water those days, June 29th, June 30th, and July 1st. I caught 240 smallmouth. That's back when the fishing was better and there was lots of schools. I only had one fish that was legal. Wow. wow. But I caught a lot. They were very active. Now, how many days, Bill, would you say a year are you putting in to kind of get out there and accomplish these goals? It, this is not all of every day because especially with the waiting, like today and yesterday, it was like three, it was basically a half a day. You know, yesterday I was on the, you know, from 9.15 to about 1.15. Today it was about 8.30 to about about 12.30 with walking because I'm walking these farm pastures. So uh, last year, I, I think um, with it being my, until this year, my all-time biggest numbers year, I was on, on, or, on or in the water all or part of 97 days because obviously Wisconsin, you know, it's early, early uh, May when the season opens, you know, through your, usually early November if the weather, you know, cooperates. Yeah. And I mean, we've got really what our first big front of the season is going to push down here in the next couple of days. Uh, yeah. I drove, back, I drove back from Southwest Wisconsin with a big thunderstorms to my North and it was 89, 90 degrees when I left. And when I got home, it was 74. And in Thursday, I can tell you that uh, we're going to head up to our little place in Sturgeon Bay. They're showing a high of 57 with, North northwest winds at fifteen to twenty five. Ooh, that's that's big wind for the big water. That is big winds, and uh, you can't fish Green Bay when you've got that kind of uh, winds. Uh, 
but uh, obviously I know plenty of places where you can sort of get out of the wind. Um, but I have to tell you, that's why I've liked my Coos FD the last few years, because um, you can hold yourself when you're in wind with, you know, backpedaling and oh, it's pretty absolutely. nice. It's almost like having yeah. the spot lock, which is one of my favorite features of all time on my Minn Kota trolling motor. Yeah, yeah, that pedal drive makes all the difference in the world for the windy days. Uh, yes, it's, it's we great. are. We have become big fans of the flex drive system with Jackson, and it's great. And I love to paddle. I have to tell you, I've got a a Kraken fifteen yeah. five that I'm never going to sell up there, and I got a thirteen five here. I love to paddle, but when you're in two to three footers um, on big water, it's tough to fish when you're being blown all over. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, there's been some days just here on the local lake, you know, I mean, once the, I think once your, your big boats and stuff like that even get out there, not so much the wind, but you know, that pedal drive system can be very beneficial in helping you just spin the boat to take on some wake or, or whatever might be out there on the water. I mean, that's, well, you uh, know, when you fish the number of days I have on what I call the big water, um, you know, when you're, you don't want a dead calm. You want no. ripples or something, but I would take literally three footers, which I fished in many, many times. And the spot lock, it's amazing. I open my windshield, you know, I put the spot lock on, on the, on the boat. It swings with the nose into the wind and I can, I can fish off the back. I can, it, it, it's, it's great. And that's where, you know, like on the Coos FD, the, um, you know, the Mark four now is phenomenal. And it's, it's a great way to hold yourself on a rough day and um, and allows you to fish. Absolutely. And for yeah. those of you watching, just kind of a quick little plug here. We actually do at jacksonkayak.com. We have the Mark IV on sale right now in the store and at select local dealers. So if you guys are interested in upgrading your current FD boat to the new Mark IV drive, check it out at jacksonkayak.com and you guys can find yourself in a brand new Mark IV. I'm going to do it. I got a 2021 that I'm going to buy the the, the new uh, Mark IV system for. Oh, it's it's worth it. It, it really is, yeah, in my is. in my opinion. Um, so jumping back into this, I'm going to kind of let Zach take us down the road of fitness here, Bill. We know that you do a lot of working out, and I'm going to let him ask some uh, fishness. fishness. <laughs> Let's go with that. Fishness. That's a new word. That is for Gene Wilson. Questions. Fishness questions. That is for Jean Wilson because she it's chatterism. Some, someday Jean and I are gonna fish together, whether I go for the big largemouth down there or she she comes up and I get her into a five or six pound smallmouth. She's if you go best. down there, she's gonna have you playing with the gators. So <laughs> I, tell her, yeah. I tell her that I'm too far north to go play with alligators. <laughs> so uh, coming from a swimming background. How have you adapted your fitness over the years to what you do now as far as kayaking and wading and injury prevention all the way around? Because, I mean, wading in a creek is obviously a little bit hazardly at times. And, you know, you can't see the bottom and you're just kind of feeling as you go. Yeah, Zach, those are actually really good questions because, um, you know, I, I grew up with my dad uh, running the Madison YMCA's and, you know, and, uh, you know, I've got three younger brothers, you know, former Mr. Wisconsin, one who won the last 
tough man contest in Wisconsin with five knockouts in the heavyweight division. So I've been around, you know, a lot of athletes through the years. Uh, I saw just uh, on Facebook that two of my Australian swimming friends who were both in the 72 and 76 Olympics were at their 50th reunion of the 72 Australian Olympic team. So, you know, and, and for me, you know, you, you, you know, you do things as a kid swimming at the Y and, and, and like I said, Swimming is a great sport. Uh, it just was the only thing I could do well enough. And I was a very average Big Ten swimmer that I could compete at the university. Um, I was so excited when I could finish swimming and start racquetball. But what I, you know, what I've done, you know, it was swimming through, you know, 1972 or, and then racquetball. And I, it, only since COVID have I really not been, been playing much. And, you know, I was, sometimes going 200, 225 matches a year, eight, 10 tournaments. Um, uh, you know, it's been nice to have as many state championships as I have and uh, be involved like that. But I always tried to lift weights. You know, I'm not a mm -hmm. big guy. I'm, I mean, 160 pounds now, probably lost some weight. Um, but you're right, Zach, with the weighting, you know, um, as you get older, um, it, it, it's kind of one of the things about getting older that sucks. Um, you, your balance is not as good. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty good. I, I don't stumble much in the water. I try to wade when I can see the bottom and three, four feet. Sometimes it's less, um, you know, I'm wearing polarized glasses. Um, I've not used a, a wading staff yet. Um, I'm 71 years old and I go to the gym three, four times a week to lift and I do cardio quite a few days. And I, I think this winter and my wife's very in very good shape and she's a family nurse practitioner with a fellowship in integrative medicine and she's certified yoga instructor and other things. I, I may this winter uh, start trying to do some yoga and yeah. maybe some Tai Chi or something just to help me with my balance. Because yeah. I would say that, you know, depending on, I think as we get older, I think for me, upper body is great. You know, mm -hmm. I've been casting thousands of times, you know, all of this stuff is great. I notice it a little bit with the balance and with the legs. And, um, you know, especially if you're out four or five hours and you get tired, that's a recipe for stumbling and knock on wood. I've only, you know, fallen uh, where I, you know, it's always in shallow water, but um, not very often. And, um, and I'm happy about that, but it, um, what I'm doing is, is probably really good for me. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, the waiting, that's a balance thing. And I have to tell you the one river in Southeast Wisconsin, it is packed with softball, bowling ball size, bowl, you know, and, and boulders. And, yeah. um, you know, it's, it can be, um, sometimes I'm really surprised I don't fall. You know, you're yeah. sitting there with, you're on one leg and you're ready to go. You got your rod in one hand, and one stuck in my belt, and yeah, thinking, here I go. And yeah, you know, and the, those bottoms get slick with all those big round boulders and and you know softball sized rocks down there and stuff. And you know, you mentioned you know fishing for four or five hours at a time, and Chad and I have discussed it many times. And you know, the amount of really the amount of core strength you need to be able to go through a day like that making all those casts pulling against current paddling pedaling you know just even holding yourself upright in good posture i mean it's really taxing on your you know your low back being part of your core 
it's yeah, really taxing back. on that entire system. Zach, I would great. I mean, you guys obviously know what you're talking about, but I do find, and I, you know, I get sometimes tight in my low back after mm-hmm. three, four hours, and I'm going to, you know, begin doing a little more, a little more stretching. And um, I can blame my, my legs are, I don't have, you know, it's like you see the guys at the gym with the big freaking arms and chest, and they got a little skinny legs. They need to, they've been not working that part of their body. Yeah. I've been also yeah, trying like that. to, I tell you, we have a new gym uh, less than a mile from my house. And uh, with the, uh, a great thing to be, only one of the few things to be happy about being on Medicare, I get a free membership. Um, there you go. But uh, no, I've been, I've been doing more leg, leg stuff. Um, yeah. But yeah, I, you know, I, you know, and you guys are, are younger guys. You, you, you know, I, I, you come to a point where you start thinking, you know, you, how many more years? And I'm hoping a lot. Um, hey, am I going to hit 50,000? Hey, maybe. Um, we'll see. But um, I like I like doing this. I like, you know, the, the variety of, um, I love paddling. I love the pedaling. I love the fishing from a kayak. It's super. Um, I like being in my Yarcraft. I got a beautiful Mercury Pro XS 200 that sounds like a Corvette. Oh, Even yeah. if you're not catching fish, it's unbelievable to hear that thing start. And wow. then I love waiting, which I, I do more waiting than anything else because that's where the, uh, the numbers are. And I'm not, you know, I don't want to just pack numbers with six, seven, eight inch fish. You know, I like it when within, you know, 50 fish on a small river, you get those eight or nine fish that are a pound and a half to two pounds. And that's where the last two days was kind of fun because there were a lot of little fish, there were some bigger fish. Now, yeah, and I, I would, I would compare wading those rivers to hunting on the ground. You know, bow hunting on the ground, which is something I love to do. And you know, you mentioned yeah. longevity and not knowing how many more years you have left. And I get the question a lot because I mean, no, I'm, no, uh, how many years I've left waiting? I hope right. I have a lot of years left. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Well, and that's where I'm going. Is I, I you know, my. Too. My gym is right over here and I'm in there five to six days a week. And guys are just like, you know, why are you down there every, I just don't have time for that. And I'm like, well, I love going out West and chasing elk. I love climbing trees and hunting whitetail. And I want to be able to do that well into my later years, you know, hey, listen, Zach, and your, your arms are almost as big as my thighs. So <laughs> I mean, we call him Captain America. Yeah, really. <laughs> Oh, objects in the camera may be larger than they appear. <laughs> nice pipes. Good. Good. <laughs> now, Bill, we talked, you, you alluded to keep it simple, Schultz. And I got a feeling this is a, this is, could probably get very broad from everything from rod reel setups, tackle, just everything that you have that you're taking with you. So let's dive into keep it simple, Schultz, or kiss as you call it just a little bit further and kind of take us through start at your rods and reels, yeah. all these items that you're taking with us. And let's get into some lures and talk about what you're using to catch these big small. I'll do that. And, and uh, with the rods and reels, I, I think I've narrowed it down. And again, I've been fortunate to be on the St. Croix pro staff and now their elite team since 1998. So I've been lucky enough to fish really nice uh, rods, but right now I'm really using a small, if you look at their rods, when I'm on a river today, I had three different three different series with me. I had 
the Bass X, which is 120 bucks. I had a Legend X over 400, and I had a Legend Extreme over 600. And I love, by the way, they're all great. I love the Bass X, um, but they were all six foot ten, medium light, extra fast. Which no matter what one of the series I'm using, that is my river rod. For the very first time a week and a half ago, um, I pulled out uh, their brand new um, Legend Tournament Bass. Mm-hmm. They've been redesigned, and I wanted to give them a try. And I I, I got one seven three medium light extra fast, a little longer. Uh, and I I really liked it with the teeny wee crawfish because it I got a little more distance, but. Mm-hmm. 610 medium light extra fast is my my wheelhouse for the uh, rivers. When I'm in the big water in Sturgeon Bay, and we're going to talk about this, I'm using, you know, smaller swim baits, the Kitek uh, Fat Swing Impact 2.8 and 3.3. I'm using the Ned Rig with the, the TRD. I'm using in deeper water uh, when the fish are in deeper water, and especially later in the fall, I'm using a tube. And, um, uh, and, I found out on a bad day on the middle of August four years ago, if you would have asked me, what's the best rod up there for a Ned rig? I would have said, oh, six foot 10, medium light, extra fast. Right. Well, that was before I lost four or five, five to five plus pound fish because my little Z-Man, this is a Ned Locks, but I was probably using the finesse shrooms mm-hmm. with a TRD, finesse TRD in the color I use 99% of the time, green pumpkin goby, that that rod didn't have quite enough backbone on the really big fish. So it wasn't getting into their jaw. If they jumped, they'd spit it. They would, they bent the hook. So I began on the big water using six foot 10, medium extra fast for the Ned rig. And um, I, I really like uh, the seven foot three medium extra fast for throwing the swim baits. I began using last year when the victory series came out, I began using that one um, for, for a lot of my swim baits. So if you can, you're right, really two things. You've got medium light, extra fast, medium extra fast, in that 610 to 73 range. Those that's it. And the, from a real standpoint, I do like a little faster retrieve ratio cuz in clear water up there many times halfway in if you don't have a smallie get it in and get a cast out again because they've seen your kayak, not as much with the kayak, but they've seen your boat and uh, that's why I like getting it in fast, getting it back out. Now as soon as I say that, that's the day that I'm I'm cranking in this swim bait super fast, and I got a three pounder planing on the water ten feet from my boat, ready to get it. But um, so, you know, that's why I like the little faster retrieve ratio. I've liked um, the reels that I'm using. Uh, I have two series of the Daiwa, the Tatula. Mm-hmm. And the Pro Scion, both in the 2000 series. I love that size. And then I also um, uh, have enjoyed the um, the Fluger Supreme and Supreme XT in the 30 size, which is a hair bigger, but not much. 
Both are very, they're all light reels. They all have the faster retrieve ratio, although Fluger changed the redesign on those two reels to a slower retrieve ratio. Um, right. Their, their key uh, engineer, we spoke two days ago, he's actually sending me, he wants me to try the, the new ones. So those, that's what I use for reels. Line, um, I like something I can see as I've gotten older. I like the, um, I love the Daiwa J-Braid and Chartreuse. Mm-hmm. It's fabulous because I can, I can see my line. I also use the, uh, the, the nano fill in the fire line because I right. can see the white. So those are the yeah. lines I'm using um, 10 pound test. So equivalent to about two pound diameter mono. Mm-hmm. And from 2007 to today, no matter what conditions the water are is, I'm using fluorocarbon leaders. Um, Absolutely. Sturgeon Bay on the big water. After losing a couple of big fish about eight, nine years ago, I'm using 10 pound floral on the rivers. I'm using eight. To be honest with you, I could use 10 or 12 on the rivers. I could use 12 or up and up there too. I use a uni to uni knot. And I, I, I'm probably starting off with four, four and a half feet of floral because I mm-hmm. hate retying. Yeah, when you start changing. (laughs) So you guys know about that. Hey, listen, when you're up there in 25 mile an hour winds and you got your spot lock on, that's great. But still, it's a challenge, you know, doing your floral to your to your line. So well, and and like you said, man, I I mean, the older I get, I notice the less I see good. And when I get to when I'm in here in the office, a lot of times this isn't always a podcast studio. If you guys had hoped you can believe that, <laughs> um, a lot of times I'll have everything off this desk and this microphone's pushed out of the way. And this is where I'll set and tie on my lures because I have this light yeah. Yeah. <laughs> where I can actually see the line. Um, and that makes such a big difference. I mean, well, I would not only that, but if you're on a, a cold weather day out there, <laughs> yeah, I'd use, I'd highly recommend using white or something like the chartreuse, yeah. which I've, I've loved. And, and then, you know, we, you know, let's keep it simple, stupid or keep it simple Schultz. Um, certainly I've tried different things over the years, but it's really been even back in the day. Um, it's not been that much. And the one thing, you know, I really take this seriously. Um, virtually nothing that I have in my talks at sports shows and I've done over a hundred talks and have had over 10,000 people at my talks at the bigger sports shows, plus fishing clubs and other things. Not one product that I've used had I not used it before with success before I tell anyone about it, because that goes to my, my credibility. And um, I don't want someone saying, Hey, yeah, Bill, you know, they gave you that lure. Now you're telling Mm -hmm. me about it. No, no, no. I used it. I had tremendous success with it. Yeah, maybe I get a discount or I get it at no charge, but that's because I'm, you know, doing that. I should mention to the audience, honestly, if anyone's interested, you know, my email, no surprise, is smalleycentral at gmail.com. And um, I've got a group of uh, over a thousand small enthusiasts from Wisconsin and Illinois that are pretty much all catch and release. They don't bed fish. And um, I've got some pretty good discounts on a few things that, um, you know, if you'd like to be on my group and you fit that qualification, 
But I will tell you that, you know, let's get going with my, like, when do my numbers um, really start going? Uh, on the rivers, um, and I've got two here. Um, I just did a video for them because I've loved, if, if you go back to literally, oops, almost day one um, with my, I'm dropping sharp little trebles in my crotch. <laughs> in your lap. <laughs> yeah, really. I'm sorry. Be careful, Ben. But in 1995, I discovered the rebel teeny-wee crawfish. And immediately I discovered how unbelievable it is on small rivers. I'm not talking the Wisconsin River where it can be two feet deep and then go to eight feet deep. I'm talking that river uh, like I was in today or, or some of the in Southeast Wisconsin here, that's two to three feet deep with a lot of rocks. Well, the teeny wee crawfish swims nose down. It's a two to three foot diver and it, it almost suspends. It floats very slowly to the top and it's got an unbelievable wiggle and vibration. So it uh, took me a lot of years to figure this out, but it comes with number 14 trebles. I'll tell you right now that a couple of fish I caught today, I would not have caught with just the number 14s. So what I do for about the last 10 years, I take the number 14s off the back and I put a number 10. Mm -hmm. I have to tell you, this is the only lure with a treble that I use because I don't mean to be weird, but I am extremely careful with the smallmouth bass. I've become such a huge fan. I love them. And so even the number 10s are not too bad. But what that does, you will lose many less fish in the current and it doesn't change the vibration or wiggle. And actually what it does, that slight extra weight, it even floats to the top slower. So this has been in my arsenal since 1995. And I got to tell you, the last two years in particular, and, and the last this summer, it's been just, again, phenomenal. And I use, I mean, again, I don't want to go all the colors. This is stream, which is kind of green. This is chartreuse and brown. And ditch is brown. That's about it. So, the guys, this is a phenomenal small river lure. The other, when my, and so probably out of that almost 30,000, probably 6,000 at least. I haven't kept track per lure. Probably about 6,000 have come on the teeny wee crawfish. Um, the other thing, back in 2007, on my second to the last day, before I had a house up there, I fished in Sturgeon Bay only in May and June. And there was another St. Croix guy who I knew, and I putted over. How you doing? He was doing better than me. I said, geez, I, what are you catching them on? Well, I'm catching them on the Kalen's Lunker Grub. Oh, yeah. And he Old goes, grubs. he goes, here, let me give you some. And he goes, he reaches in and he like <laughs> 20 or 30. And my brother's with me. One of my brothers, he goes, hey, can we pay? No, 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 no. So anyways, we had better luck. And the next day, I remember when the certain tackle shop was closer to downtown, I tied up my boat at the launch. I ran, almost killed me, ran the six blocks to the, I don't run, I do other things. But um, <laughs> I got back and let me just tell you that beginning in 2008, um, well, actually 2007 in the fall in the rivers, I've only really primarily used two colors. 
Uh, and I had the argument on a rainy day with a guy named Tim Dewidiak, who used to be the top guide in Sturgeon Bay. He doesn't guide anymore. He owned the tackle shop. And we were arguing, what's the better size, the five inch or the four inch? The three gets a little small. The, the, and I like the four inch. So up there, literally smoke, salt, and pepper, four inch. It's got the long, tall, extremely wispy tail that is tough to beat. And the next year, 2008, one of the guys in my group said, Bill, and I'm going to show everybody this. He said, here's the best jig in the world for Kalen's Grub. Hmm. It's the Gopher Tackle Big John's Jig. It's a two-odd hook. Kind of notice how weird the eyelet is. It's kind of at an angle and flush with the mushroom head. And Gopher has the patent on the mushroom head name. So anyways, I began using these together. And I discovered in the fall of uh, 2007 that the blue pearl salt and pepper in the four inch is phenomenal on small rivers. And I began using the smoked salt and pepper on the clear waters of Sturgeon Bay. In 2014, in May and June, that was the year the numbers peaked up there when Bassmaster named, named number one. I only fished in May and June for every eight hours I was on the water, no matter the condition, I was averaging 46 smallmouth. And wow. every and so in May and June of 2014, I caught 714 smallmouth in May and June. This is amazing, but every single one came on the Kalen's Lunker Grub, smoked salt and pepper. Hmm. So um, since then, th that was my big numbers lure up there. Teeny-wee crawfish and the, the Kalen's big numbers on the rivers. Um, and, and you guys both being good fishermen, and uh, Chad, you mentioned this earlier. Um, I, for the last 10 years until COVID, I did my own event, which a lot of people thought was the best small event in the country. It was an evening event called Smalley Night Out. Sold out immediately. I could only fit 130 people in. Um, I wasn't, I didn't charge very much. And at the end of the evening, I gave away $7,000 worth of uh, great items. And the last time I did it before COVID, even before the St. Croix rod, what do you think went first? The <laughs> Orion cooler. The Orion. That was great. I had a great Orion cooler. But um, I, I also for a few years did what I called Smalley Weekend in, in Sturgeon Bay or Door County. And I stopped doing it simply because everyone who wanted to come to it came to it. I worked it up to about 50, 50 people. And so anyways, one of my friends who's a good river friend of mine wanted to fish with me. This is in June. And we're out on the water. He goes, hey, Bill, have you ever tried the Ned Rig? This is 2016. I go, oh, I've heard of it. So he's got the Z-Man product. And we, we dink around around some rock jetties and catch some what I call little dock fish. And it's like, okay. Let's do something else. Well, let me quickly tell you that on August 1st of 2016, at an island a mile off ashore in Green Bay, 
I sat in one location for seven hours with the Green Pumpkin Gobi TRD on a Z-Man jig in chartreuse, which is all I use, 62 smallmouth. Okay. Well, I'm not from Missouri. You know, the, you got to prove it to people from Missouri. Oh, yeah. Well, <laughs> later in August, I'm on the river I was at today. I had four hours to fish. And the first 15 fish came on the little small Booyah Pond Magic Buzzbait. So now I'm, I've used an hour. The next three hours, I added 65 smallmouth all on the Ned Rig. And actually, I was using the little Tube Z, which is a little lighter, you know, mm -hmm. a little lighter weight. And I'm going, holy mackerel. I just did 80 plus smallmouth. Most of them on the, I'm thinking this is great. So one more try, September 2nd, back to that same island with my spot lock on with the TRD, Green Pumpkin Gobi, five hours, 52 smallmouth. I'm going, this is freaking great. <laughs> and I would have to say that since August, September of 2016, um, it's been a big plus to my numbers. Can't, again, tell you the exact numbers. Probably about 5,000 smallmouth on the Ned Rig, with most coming on the TRD, Finesse TRD, in Green Pumpkin Gobi. Some on the rivers, a lot up in Door County. So, okay, so there's two really, really great lures. Now, let's move ahead just a little bit. We've talked about the Teeny Wee Crawfish. We've talked about the Kalen's Lunker Grub. We've talked about the Z-Man products on the Nedrick. That's three things. We're going to only talk about three more things. One of them is three years ago, I had been recommended to use the Kitech Fat Swing Impact mm -hmm. in either 3.8 or this 3.3. Well, I did better with the 3.3. I did really well in October of uh, about 2019. Well, the next year, I actually began using the 2.8 up there as well as the rivers. And it's been really, really phenomenal. It's uh, tremendous. And I'm using, typically I'm using, this happens to be Black Shad. This happens to be Alewife. They both, you know, dark on the top, light on the bottom. I use four or five colors. I'm using them. Uh, you know, they're a great lure, a little bit of a negative. They fall apart sometimes after one <laughs> or two fish. Um, last year, we're going to now go to number five. <clears throat> last year, <clears throat> excuse me, on the small rivers, I'd had these for a year or more, never used them. And needless to say, phenomenal. And that is the Z-Man Slim Swims. This little guy, this is the 2.5, which I like more on the rivers. Um, I have one. You aren't going to believe this. Yeah, you are. Maybe you are. But I have one in my waiter pocket that is sitting there ready to be put back on that has 102 smallmouth on it. 
Wow. I have a good attorney That's friend who I've turned down to river fishing. He's got one that he's already done over 150 smallmouth on. Hell, you can buy a couple packages and they last you all year. Made out <laughs> of some terrible plastic, yeah. They're unbelievable. And then for the bigger water up in Sturgeon Bay, I've liked the three-inch version. Just so, okay. Two newer lures that have been, I mean, already hundreds of smallmouth. Um, you guys fish tubes? Yep. In my talks mm -hmm. for years, I'll say, you know, tubes can be great. But with the rocky rivers, you'll hate yourself. Uh, you'll be breaking off all the time. And up in Sturgeon Bay in Door County, the last 10 to 12 years, every rock up to about 12 or 13 feet deep has scum on it, about, a, about an inch. It's mm -hmm. kind of like brown. That's By the way, that's why the, the, the Ned Rig is so phenomenal up there. Because this baby sits there. And the, because it's made out of the buoyant elastic, mm -hmm. it literally sits up like this. Yep. And the current, the waves move it. So I'm sitting up out of that scum. I hardly ever get any scum on it. But um, two years ago, um, I was beautiful first 10 days of November in Wisconsin on Green Bay, Northeast Wisconsin. <clears throat> and... I have to tell you, um, I've been skunked up there once before. I know that it was election day Tuesday, so it was like <laughs> November 2nd or 3rd. I headed north. I was shocked that the things that work didn't work. I had two days where I didn't catch a fish. Not days. I kind of know what's going on. If I'm up there for a few hours, I, I mean, why waste my time? So I come south, and I, I'm in deep water. And you know what? Don't you guys hate this when you're sitting there catching one or two fish and that guy that's 40, 40 feet away is catching a lot of fish. <laughs> I, it I happens. Well, it was a weekday, not many people around. I, I think to myself, you know what the hell? So I put it over with my trolling motor and I go, Hey, hi. I said, I'm Bill Schultz. I, what's your name? He get, told me his name. And he's a, a tournament guy who just been, um, two weeks earlier, south at uh, um, one of the lakes in, in Alabama at a tournament where he caught a 13-pound largemouth that knocked him right up into the top 10. But anyways, he said, I'm using two-and-a-half-inch tubes. Yep. Wow, I said, I've got some of those. I just don't use them. So that was like Thursday. And I gave it a shot and did a little better. Friday, I run into him at the boat launch at the end of the day, and he tells me, um, yeah, I'm having uh, real good luck with the amber with, like, purple flecks. Oh, okay. Well, let me just tell you that no Saturday, November 7th, November 8th, and Monday the 9th, in 25 to 30 feet of water using the right bite baits, um, two-and-a-half-inch amber with purple fleck. I did 52 smallmouth with 30, 30 fish between four and seven pounds, four ounces with wow. multiple five pound fish, wow. a six. And on the seventh in the afternoon, my personal best at seven, four. And if people saw the picture, my number two best at six, 12 
the next morning I took that tube off and I've saved it because it was the same tube. Um, that was my last three days, my last week up there that year. I had sold my, I love my Yarcraft 8186 TFX because it's a great one-man boat, but it, it handles the big water. Anyways, I'd sold it. So I got to two o'clock on Monday. How's this for your And I'm thinking, okay, my last day on the water up here, my last day in this nice boat, my last cast. Five pounder. I said, this is a great way to end my year up here. So I have to tell you that I've become, and again, last fall, October and November, in a little deeper water, 20, 25 feet, I'm using the right bite baits, um, tubes. I will tell you, um, we all want bargains. Um, this type of tube packed with 10 in a pack at the bait shops is like $5.99. Um, Gary Jeffrey, who owns Right Bite Baits, just raised his price for a 10-pack to $2.99 online. And their insert jigs, which again, are much more expensive because a lot of a lot of bait shops buy from him and repackage his 10 pack. This is the small one of one eighth. The 10 packs come for two ninety nine. So let me just tell you, that's better than any discount you'll find. So that's it, guys. Absolutely. You're looking yeah, at that's solid the teeny wee crawfish. You're looking at the um, the Kalins. You're looking at the slim swims. You're looking at the Ned rig with. Um, the TRD or the Tube Z, which I use the TRD more often, and you're looking at the Kitech Fat Swing Impact. Um, that's not a lot of lures. I mean, here we're looking at a not many lures for you know a lot of a lot of smallmouth bass. And and even before 2007 and the um, um, the Kalins, I was still using a curly tail. It just wasn't nearly as good. Or I was using a you know a, a, a fluke jerk bait type thing. I wasn't mm -hmm. using a lot of stuff. Um, the teeny wee crawfish goes back with me on the rivers almost to day one. So I for me it's very simple. It, it's less stuff in my boat. Um, it certainly makes kayak fishing great. And as I told uh, Zach and Chad earlier, a little box with my teeny wee crawfish and my jigs, and my other pockets got some Kalins some Z-Man and some Kitek. It makes it really easy uh, to do my fishing. And, um, you know, I, the nice thing is that with my group where I do get feedback all the time, in all the years I've been recommending these things, I've got one email from a guy who was with the Kalins and he was very nice. He goes, Bill, you'd say these are so good. I just am not doing anything with them. So I emailed back and go, how are you fishing it? Well, I'm, I'm jerking it and bouncing it off the bottom. I go, no, no, you swim it back steady and as slow as you can. If you tick a rock, speed it up. That's how they were designed by Mr. Kalen years ago. And that's how I, I swim the Kalens. I swim the Kitek. I swim, swim the Slim Swims as slow as I can, steady. Um, usually with those, quite honestly, I used to do more against the current and cross current. The last couple of years, I'm doing a little bit more uh, with the current. And the mm -hmm. teeny crawfish, 
uh, honestly, for years, mostly against the current to get extra wiggle or cross current to get more vibration. I have to tell you, I even am learning this year, I'm doing a little bit more with the current because I can judge the speed on this better than some of the others I mentioned. Right. It's, it's been working great in all, all situations. So, you know, that's pretty much it. And, and I have to tell you, as Chad and Zach will tell you, with the, the Ned Rig, I was sitting, it's funny, um, they run a big, was the biggest smallmouth bass tournament in the world until recently, but the Sturgeon Bay Open. And I'm up there in 2019 on the Friday before the tournament and everyone's pre-fishing. And I've got the guys that ended up taking third out of 200 boats behind me, watching me catch 10 five-pounders. And I'm taking, I got my my Canon D10 camera on a ram mount <laughs> on my windshield. And I hold the fish. I hit my self-timer. I smile. I put it in the water. Well, I'm out on this fairly shallow, and I got a Ned rig out there on a really nice St. Croix rod with a really nice reel. <laughs> And I get a phone call. Well, thankfully, I heard the rod and reel heading out the back of the boat. Oh, man. <laughs> I lunged at it. So point being is sometimes with the Ned rig, just letting it sit there. Absolutely. The current do its thing is, is what you should do. Same with a tube. Whereas, you know, some, you know, you always want to twitch it a little bit. Mm-hmm. Sometimes watch your little twitch yeah. in a swimming pool or clear water. That little twitch moves a Ned rig or a tube a lot more than you think. So it's a lot better to just almost let them sit with a just every little bit of a twitch once in a while. I don't pick up a rod that's sitting there with a Ned rig on ever without expecting a fish. And more, and many times there is a fish on. So, but I do, I don't ever turn my back to it. And it was, it was a lure that I fought very hard. I did not want to throw it at all. Uh, I I was very stubborn. Now <laughs> I find that it is in my hand constantly. Everywhere yeah. I go, it doesn't seem to matter. That's one of the baits that I'm going to throw at some point throughout yeah. the day, no matter what's going on. I'm going to pick it up and I'm going to throw it. Well, Chad, you're like me. You know, we're we're a little more probably eight personalities. Um, you mentioned it. You mentioned that earlier. And so I have to tell you what helped me was um, early on, I learned quickly that with the Kalins, for example, slow and steady. And we're not talking mm-hmm. like this. We're talking slow. And, if, and, and every once in a while, I have someone with me and they're really good fishermen. And I'll go, no, no, you're, you're, you're reeling too fast. Yeah. And the, sl- the slower, the better. And that helped me because when I got to the Ned rig, I was able to be slower because I'm more of a make that cast with the teeny wee crawfish, you know, a little faster reeling. Yep. That's more my personality. But because of the Kalins and these other swim baits now and the Ned rig, I'm pretty good at keeping it really slow. That's yeah. one reason in the past we went to lower gear ratios on reels just so yeah. we would go slower. Right. And that's why I have to tell you, that's I'm sure why I'm being, you know, I'm being sent these reels because they, you know, if I'm out there liking the, the, 
you know, I love the Daiwas, but I, I like the Pflugers. Supreme mm -hmm. and Supreme X, he, he obviously wants me to try them. The reason why, and I, I understand the slower retrieve ratio, but especially when I'm in the clear water, like I said, and I, I heard as Dale Strohshine um, did a great talk at the Milwaukee, at the uh, sports show in Milwaukee, and I followed him. And we had a little fun because he told the story about being right there when I did the seven four and he kind of handed the, it off to me. And then I finished the story, but Dale um, who guides up there all the time, he's a great guy. He, um, he talked about, he talked about the colored line so he can see your line. He also talked about, you know, a lot of times, you know, halfway in with some of these things, now it's time to get it in. That's why I want to get it in fast and make that that cast again Absolutely. but um yeah we'll, we'll we'll try the slower retrieve ratio and see how i like it but for me i like i do like the 6.2 to 1. well and i think that's the fun thing about fishing is even even as we become seasoned with years and years and years i think it's important that we keep learning um, i still change my reel speeds um, i actually just went through a phase where i bumped them up a notch just because i felt like okay, well, I'm missing fish. I need to speed mm -hmm. this thing up. I've played with the rod. I know that, you know, the rod's helped. So I'm going to speed up my reel, make just minute changes all the way across the board. And, you know, I think those are things that helps. I think, uh, and fish change their mind from time to time. Some days just a little uptick in speed can help. Some days if you slow well, it down just a little bit. I have to help. tell you the, uh, I'm, I mean, I mean, uh, you guys are enjoying this because you're not even looking at the time. I just, go, wow, <laughs> this is just flowing by. <laughs> well, you know, we're, uh, we're in, we're in good conversation and that's uh, that's always a good thing. Yeah. I did notice Bill, and this is one of the questions I want to ask you. And this is a tip that I think people are more recently talking about is the chartreuse head on your Ned rigs. You're using, it seemed like you were using a lot of the chartreuse heads. Now, is that uh, the big tip I think that's going around right now is, you know, that, you know, the fish see those chartreuse heads a lot better. Do you feel that that's the case? I do. I do. And I did want to mention, um, I showed you guys the big John's jig earlier from Gopher. And sadly, uh, Gopher was a phenomenal company that uh, Nat Straw would always talk about and others. Um, they unfortunately went out of business um, they used to provide a sample pack for me. I gave away seven or 8,000 at my talks, but um, they went out of business, um, not because of the product, but because of the management of, it was down to just one guy. And uh, thankfully a couple from uh, Northwest Iowa, Ron and Stacy bought it. And I got to tell you their jigs, I love them. And I, my jigs from them this year are all chartreuse. And I found it interesting. And again, I mentioned Dale Strohshine, Freshwater Hall of Fame, top guide. And Dale only fishes uh, chartreuse. And right. I, my feeling has been, I, I began in 2007 um, thinking, and on the rivers, thinking that, you know, the chartreuse, the color might be a little bit of an enhancer for the fish to see it. So, right. you know what? I found it to be better than the unpainted or black or even the, the the dark green. So I literally, that's what I use. I use chartreuse. I don't think it hurts, and I do think it helps. So in my all my gopher jigs, um, all my all my Z-Man jigs, 
it, it's all it's all chartreuse, and um, I'm just going to stick with it. And um, those that I've recommended it, nobody said, Bill, it doesn't make a damn bit of difference. Most have enjoyed going to the chartreuse or some brighter color. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's uh, that's actually. I think Zach and I will both attest to because we're both kind of the same way in this. We get we get caught up in the match the hatch to the point of maybe over obsessive where we don't stray in a lot of colors. We'll pretty well yeah. stick with very neutral, you know, blue shimmers and different things and like those holographic colors where it just, you know, it has a little bit of that shimmer to attract the fish, but it looks natural in certain lights and and different things like that. So it's one of the things that's kept me away from the chartreuse head because I sit there and I think, well, that's not natural. And I well, fight just, myself you on know, that. Just try it. You know, try it if you like it. I, I don't match the hatch almost ever. Right. Uh, and I get asked on the color on the teeny wee crawfish all the time. You know what? I put on a, they don't make it anymore. The color chrome, mm-hmm. like bright chrome with a little black back. It was phenomenal yep. the other day on my river in Southeast Wisconsin. But up in, up in one of the reasons, there are a lot of reasons why the fishery in Sturgeon Bay and Door County has been going downhill. I don't need to get into all of them. But the, the last couple of years, there have been a lot of alewife. So mm-hmm. the fish are gorging on alewife. Well, I was in the kayak and in my boat, um, you know, a month and a half ago and actually found quite a few fish on the Lake Michigan side all by myself out there. But I was using colors that look dark on top, light on the bottom, like an alewife. Right. And I think, I think it probably helped um, because that's what, what was in the, the food chain. So, you know, it's just, I don't know, it's just one of those things. This has worked for me. Um, you know, I, I'm getting close to the, the 30,000. And to be honest, on August 4th last year, did I think I'd be looking at 30,000 by early October in like just over a year? And the answer is no. Um, so now I'm kind of fired up. Gee, do you think I could hit 35,000 next year? I don't know. We'll right. see. It's possible. We'll see. That'll be it's a possible. lot of waiting. I'll have to keep going to the gym and work so my legs are. <laughs> <laughs> well, Zach's about carried me out of a creek once. So he can. <laughs> yeah. Well, you guys, hey, listen, I'd love to wait with you guys sometimes. And as I told oh. Chad, um, even though the fishery is not quite what it, it used to be. Um, hey, you know, two years ago, uh, November, to have my two personal best after, after, you know, I, I mean, up there alone, I, I'm at over 11,000 smallmouth, and it's not been what it has been, but there's still great potential for your personal best. And uh, even so, if you, you guys ever want to come up, I got a nice boat up there, and I got – I keep two really nice Jackson kayaks and I got, I've got a Malone trailer here and there makes it. Hey, that I'll tell you guys, you know, a Malone trailer with the low bars with a Kusa FD is so nice. Oh yeah. It makes it so easy for me to get that thing back on. Yeah. And I tell you what, I, I actually back mine in and I've been a fan of that just cause it's, it speeds it up for me just a little bit. Yeah, it does. keeps yeah. me from scratching up and, my And anybody boats. who uses a trailer, <laughs> I've been using Malone trailers since 2010. And I put a bunch of them together. But I got to tell you, that low bar compared to the normal bar, mm-hmm. it is a game changer. 
for these heavier kayaks. Oh, I can imagine. And the nice thing is their hubs are waterproof, so you can back it in. Mm -hmm. So you're just barely pushing it on. So yeah. Yeah. That, that goes a long way. And, and for all you guys out there that are, I mean, these kayaks are an investment just like anything else. And just stuff like backing them in the water and pulling them up on the trailer can, can go a long way to protect your investment, no matter what brand you're using. So, you know, check out Malone, check out some of the other brands out there and get yeah. yourself a trailer if you need one. Oh, there um, again, yeah. it's, it's easier on you too, after a long day of fishing and yeah, I'll attest to that on the water. It's a lot easier. <laughs> I don't mind backing it down the ramp at all. And it, and it gets me in and out of the way. So people are not waiting on me to drag my so boat I've got, off. I've got one, one ramp where it's next to a house that was for sale last year for $5.5 million. Wow. And I I was making, it's, it's, it's public, but I went and knocked on the door this spring. And I was shocked. The couple that bought it are like in their 40s. <laughs> And I just wanted to let the woman know, thank you for letting us launch there. I don't tell anybody where I'm, where I'm launching, but thanks for letting me launch there. And yeah. uh, well, that's cool. Well, Bill, as you said, we're at an hour and 15 minutes and we are going to kind of let you go here. Let's um, I know you've got people that you need to thank and, and tell people where to find you and how to get a hold of you on social media. Um, I'm going to let you do that as we kind of start the outro here. Great. Well, I thank you for that, guys. Um, I'm kind of an odd case, um, meaning, you know, being involved both from a waiting standpoint, from a kayak fishing standpoint, and from a boat standpoint. And I just, I've been with Jackson Kayak for quite a few years. Obviously, I love the boats. Um, I'm involved with uh, bedding branches and aquabound paddles. Obviously, St. Croix rods. Um, and I, if you watch what I'm wearing in the water, boots, waders, and vest, frog togs, they're reasonably priced and they work great for me. And then I'm, I'm on the pro staffs with uh, Yarcraft boats and Mercury uh, Marine. And uh, so, uh, you know, I enjoy the products are all phenomenal. And it really gives me an opportunity to cover all the bases. I'm not just stuck with wading or the kayak fishing if I need to get out on the big water and, uh, you know, three, four footers, uh, you know, I've, I've got the, uh, I've got the boat. So I'm very pleased. And, you know, I mentioned the, you know, the, the gopher tackle and the Kalen's lunker grubs and, uh, the Z-Man products and the Kitech products are all just really good, really good products. I don't use things that don't work because, you know, as I get older, my time is, even though I'm retired, my time is important because I don't know, I've got less, less time than someone who's a lot younger. And uh, so I want to make sure my time in the water is productive and my competition are my numbers. So, um, you know, that's, that's what I do. And I want to use things that are going to get me, uh, catch me as, and release as many smallmouth bass as possible. Smalleycentral at gmail.com. Um, you know, if anyone's interested, I, again, like I mentioned, I'm, I'm, I don't, uh, I release everything and I'm very careful and I try to stay away from, from bed fishing. I wrote a very long article with North America's leading expert, David Phillip, PhD, who's done more research on this than anyone in the world. And the bottom line, my 3000 word article <clears throat> comes down to bed fishing doesn't help the fishery. So 
um, that's, you know, that, that's how I, how I do it. So I've got articles if anyone wants them, or if you would like to be on my small email group, just let me know. And guys, Man. thank you so much for having me on and uh, we'll keep you posted on as to when I hit 30,000 and hopefully it's a yeah. three or four pounder and not a, a nine inch river fish, but that would still be okay. Hey, that's still a heck of an accomplishment, Bill. And we Thanks, are excited to hear when you do cross over to the 30,000 mark. But uh, thanks for being on the show. We greatly appreciate it. I know we both learned a lot. Oh, um, yeah. We're going to drop you down back down below. We're going to close this thanks, thing Thanks, guys. Out. Thank you very we'll much. We'll be right back with you, Bill. Yeah, thanks, thanks for being on. Educational and Absolutely. Efficient. I like it. So there we have it. Orion Podcast episode number 17 is in the books. What'd you guys think? More small mouth talks? What we need? What we need? We've got uh we've got a few people in the comments tonight stoked. They're stoked over the yeah. uh over the small mouth. Um Gene <laughs> says I need to ring the bell for 30,000. Gosh, I'm gonna have to get a new button. Oh man, that's a whole new thing. So next Orion podcast, today is the 20th. We will be back in action. Gosh, October 4th. Can you believe that? Yeah. It's October 4th, man. Yeah. Like, the, uh, the nights are getting cooler and the deer are moving, man. The deer are moving. It's going to be deer season in Indiana when we come back. So, I made two ice cream runs last weekend, <laughs> Friday night and Saturday night. And there's an alfalfa field about 100 yards that way. And there was 40 deer in that field each night. And it was all I could do not to just park the truck in the middle of the road and just watch them. <laughs> For the record, Zach does look like Captain America in real life, as you've probably seen from our <laughs> pictures on Orion's Instagram page. But uh, truth be told, he, told he, oh. he does like his ice cream an awful lot. Don't get in that. <laughs> Don't get in the way of Sunday ice creams. Yep. Every weekend. Every weekend. So, yeah, we'll be back on October 4th. We're excited to see you guys then. Um, we'll get us a guest line if I don't think we've made it to October 4th. Yeah. I think we dropped the ball. we got to get on that. So I'll make, make a, well, I can't make a phone call because he's international, but I'll send a text. <laughs> send a text. Shoot us an email. And yeah. hopefully we will see you guys again. Um, Jackson Kayak Doc Talk. We will be back on Thursday night for Jackson Kayak Doc Talk. We've got a great panel. And we're excited to share some more fishing stories with you guys right here on the Orion Podcast Network. Are we a network now? <laughs> News to me, but it sounds like I it. like it. We're going with it. Orion <laughs> Podcast Network. Check us out. JacksonKayak.com. Hope to see you there. Get an Orion cooler. Tag us. Orion coolers on Instagram. Send us your picture. Send us your picture listening to the podcast. That'd be cool. Yeah. Yeah. All right. We'll we're out. Thanks for watching. <laughs> Later. Later. <laughs>